All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a special episode of the Fueled by Joy Working Dog podcast, and what we have here is uh, myself, Chris Powell, Ben Sheets, Jason Doobie, and Clayton Stark uh, sitting down and discussing uh, hound media and dog media overall. Uh, we're all releasing uh, this on the same day. You can hear it on uh, Tree Talking Time, W, uh, Hasman XP here. Uh, we got all to, we all got together at Autumn Oaks and we sat down and we recorded this. And I think uh, it, there's a positive message here that everybody should should take away from this. And it was fun. You know, it, it was fun sitting down with these guys. Um, it's like all the major news networks <laughs> getting together for a roundtable, I guess. But no, it was good. Uh, appreciate Ben for recording this and, and helping us uh, do some stuff and getting all this stuff put out there. So, you know, hey, just uh, sit back and enjoy. Uh, you can listen to this on all those other platforms, too. We're not the only ones that have it, so... Even if you're not listening to it here, uh, go listen to it somewhere else. Great message. Great time. Enjoy. You know, we're looking to improve on the foundations that have been laid by guys like Chris and others, you know. Mm -hmm. And... uh you know, I've run it by you guys, and I've talked to Jason about it as well. Jason knows what I'm talking about. But, you know, we got a lot of work to do on it, so I don't want to get too in-depth yet. But, you okay. know, we're coming it's up. It's like a summit. It's like a nuclear summit. Nobody wants to lay all their cards on the table. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't reveal all the secrets. Yeah, I say we're not hiding it from each other. We're just hiding it from the listeners, which I don't know if it's a good ploy or not. But, you I know, know. I, don't, I don't want to announce anything until, you know, we are 100% ready. But just – just keep your eye out because all these guys that are in this podcast are going to be involved in this. Yeah. You know, dog media of Maybe. all kinds. Yeah. I don't know if I can partner up with Michaelis. <laughs> you already <laughs> broke up once? Uh, yeah, I already <laughs> left a bad taste in his mouth once. <laughs> uh, no, the thing, about, the thing about media and the whole reason, you know, Houndsman XP was started is because there was no – 21st century style media and and i'm excited about full cry coming back i think it's going to be awesome mm -hmm. and i think our crowd is a traditional crowd that likes having that print media in their hands yep and things that they can pass down but at the time uh that that houndsman xp was started there was no bot there was nobody in the space telling our story and mm -hmm. what happens when you don't tell your story is other people try to tell it for you yeah and they get it wrong or they miss key points, and and the worst thing that happens is the anti-hunting community was coming out and telling our story for us. Yeah, and it was affecting policymakers uh, that were making making the the laws that we have to hunt by, and and things that were just going south. And it's pretty exciting, really, because now, you know, four years after we launched the Houndsman XP podcast, you know, it's, I was talking to Alan Gingrich about it. There's a whole, there's a whole section of a building set up here mm -hmm. for people to produce podcasts about yep. hounds, yep. and so we're getting the message out and and making appearances on podcasts like 
Peterson's hunting. Mm-hmm. I did that a few weeks ago. Uh, the the largest hunting magazine organization in the world has a podcast, and and you get to go in there, and, and I tell the story of the houndsman and represent us and tell yeah. our own story. Mm-hmm. And the National Deer Association, you know, it's no secret. Josh and I have done several podcasts about the relationships between deer hunters and and houndsmen, and we've fired our shots, they've fired their shots and, and everything, but at the end of the day, we got to figure out how to work together. Exactly. And and being able to build something, and and I guess what I'm trying to say is the rest of the hunting public and the hunting industry and community is starting to recognize the values that we bring to the table for wildlife management, for financial reasons, you know, all of it together. It's, it's exciting. Now, like OSG, which... I'm pretty sure it owns Peterson's. Yes. Yep. They just launched their Hound magazine. So, yep. you know, they're they're realizing that, oh, this is a crowd we should be recognizing right. and bringing, you know, bringing to the table. So, Yeah, I mean, Meat Eater didn't do anything with Hounds before, um, we, before we started. We as a community started bringing this kind of information out, and they yep. saw the value of it. So now, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to tap into it yeah. and, and tell the story. So Those larger media organizations and a lot of them were pro hound you know yeah. they were they were they were yeah. they mm-hmm. wanted to be with the houndsman but they didn't want to take that gamble and right. they didn't want to to dip their toes in that water because they was worried about what would happen yeah and as guys like chris and others you know they brought these these wonderful houndsmen up to the forefront uh you know people companies like that and large organizations seen that you know well, this was well-received. Uh, this was well done. These guys are not just hill folk that are coming down from the hills and, and raiding our, our deer hunting ground and yeah. stuff like that. And and the how they, the science behind uh, and the biology behind how beneficial we are for the actual wildlife and stuff like that came to the forefront and then allowed those bigger companies with more eyeballs and more ears to take advantage of that and see that, you know, we can delve into this space a little bit safely without having it blow back on us because these are these are our brothers these are outdoorsmen just like us and it was just such a benefit i think what do you think pal since maybe 2016 17 where it just kind of started the wheels started turning on and some of these bigger companies and they were following you know leads from houndsman xp and others and you know they they got into the space a little bit yeah you talk about companies like onyx yeah you know um that that see the value of being able to reach into this community and there's been others you know with um uh i mean joy dog food's been in business for a long time but but joy dog food and and the fuel by joy podcast and you know i mean it's just even w i mean w um you know they they spread their influence across the u.s five years ago you never saw a w t-shirt at all mokes you know, you just didn't because I've it was seen a quite Western. a few. <laughs> I have yeah. too. Yep. And and so they were more of a Western houndsman type company, and Great Lakes company. They always had a stronghold there. And I'm not going to try to speak for W, but what I'm saying is, is now you're starting to see those that logo show up in Virginia and mm-hmm. Richmond, Indiana. Yeah. So I think it could yeah, be beneficial for all of us. And all of it is, is just, I mean, and that's where I feel like we really differ in the media scene and like, we don't have bills to pay. You know, we don't have sponsors. We can kind of do whatever we want until we, 
I mean, occasionally we'll get the phone call to back her down a little bit, but, <laughs> but you know, all, it, we've it's all got like, those calls. <laughs> yeah. Right. Were we yeah. just talking about that? Yeah, we were, we were, <laughs> it's like, you know, so it's a little different, but just to see, you know, from marketing standpoint, you know, it's been really good for us too, because it puts us in, in people's minds. And, you know, I think of, this new hound magazine that just hit newsstands like in Merlin, Oregon, you can look it up. It is not real big. I walked down to the local raise and it's sitting on the shelf. And for me, you know, like it was funny because a lot of people were, you know, like kind of, it was the elephant in the room, like with us buying full cry and what we thought of it. And I said, that's a fantastic thing for us because there's a company that sees a value in what we do enough that they just sold a pile of advertising. And they don't gamble on that kind of an expense. So it's like, we are finally hitting that the front end. Like Chris is saying, like, this is our chance to like kind of join forces and, and write our own narrative, like take back what's been taken and just keep putting that best foot forward month in month out. I mean, heck like guys like Chris, what you're doing three podcasts a week now. Yeah. We drop three shows a week. So you got three. We've got two over on W. You got Fueled by Joy. You got Ben. You got Cl- I mean, like how many of uh, just yeah. this immediate group of guys we know? Like it's crazy to think about where we were heck three years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, yep. three years ago, probably three podcasts. I don't and know. Now there's probably ten. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's 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 different than what people think it is. Uh, you know, it's not. We're all sitting here, and we know how much work it takes to produce a podcast. Not only work, but it takes finances to do yeah. it, too. And, uh, you know, I'm fortunate because, you know, the state pays me not to come to work anymore, which is a good deal for both of us, um, but, you know, with retirement. But uh, it still takes above and beyond that kind of income to be able to do it and do it effectively. And getting back to what you said, Jason, you know, we're sitting – the worst thing – that the hound hunting community can do is to disengage or to back away from this opportunity we have in the media world to, I mean, now's the time we're sitting right there. The promised land is in front of us. We just got to find people that are willing to, to follow us into it, you know? And I'll go out on a limb and I bet a lot of you guys probably feel the same way. I think 90% of us started off looking at something just to get involved and to help pay for some dog food or some gas. Yeah. And now it's turned into this, like, I don't know if we wanted it it's or still not, not, but like, we, that, we are the voices. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's still not, right? Like, we're how many years in and we're still paying our own. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, it's crazy to think, like, out of just guys like all of us sitting here wanting to get involved and, and do something on a bigger level. Now it's like, holy crap, that fast track. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's key right there. I mean, it, it's it's never been about, you know, building an empire or, or, you know, I'm telling you right now that it's it's not a money maker, not a huge, you know. <laughs> Wait a minute, Chris, you're not you're not getting rich off of Houndsman XP? No. I just, I seen him get out of a Bentley earlier. I don't know what he's talking well, about. I told the driver to drop me off a couple blocks and let me walk in like yeah. I walked here. But yeah, let me rent a, yeah, let me get let me on rent my golf a cart. 99 Civic, you know, so I can pull it in here, you know. So people don't think I'm highfalutin. That's right. 
you know, but it's it's we're sitting on the we're sitting on the verge of of being able to break into this thing, and if we can all stay on the same message mm-hmm. uh, and present Houndsman in a way that uh, is principle based and adds value and and things like that, then we're going to get there. Exactly, and you know, as as more podcasts come out and everything, and you get more people. No matter what, you're always going to get some characters and bad actors, and and that's kind of also what I want to talk about is just how can we try to all stay on that on the same path and stick stick to that same message, and you know, try our best to make sure houndsmen are presented in a, a good light and not bring those bad actors out. I don't think that's a problem for the guys that are around here, that are guys that are at this table right now. Oh, on I, this I agree. That's not, um, and I can only speak. For the Eastern Coon Hunter, and that's what I try to do. Because even though I give Powell a hard time, I don't know nothing about bear hunting. I don't know nothing about lion dogs. Um, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but but on the Coon Hunter side, and I love them. Um, they're my people. I've been raised by them and with them uh, since I was five years old. I've been coming to these events for as long as I can remember. Uh, it's a community community and a culture that I wanted to showcase the right way. That's why I started doing this with Chris years ago when we started the truth. I didn't, I wasn't money or fame or any of that stuff. You know, I just wanted to be able to. You were mad because somebody else dropped a podcast that misrepresented. Yeah, I've talked, I've talked yeah. to Jason about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it misrepresented your lifestyle. Yeah. And, and so you called me. He's like, man, I want to do a podcast. And it's yeah. like, well, let's do it. And we turned it into the truth. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's been wildly these, you're successful. welcome. You're thank you, Jason. Yeah. You're my you're my. You're good welcome. Job. I've been thanking Chris this whole time, and it was you guys that helped me along. <laughs> See? But uh, I love them, but they don't they don't have a lot of foresight as a community. They right. don't. They're they're these guys that are down in Oklahoma right now competing for sixty seventy thousand dollars or whatever they're hunting for right now. They're not worried about five years from now. They're worried about winning this late round. Yeah. You know, they're worried about the next dog that they have to get uh, to keep doing what they love to do. Uh, these guys that are here at this event that come down to just one event a year like Autumn Oaks, you know, they're just worried about feeding their families and their kids and their, and coming down and pleasure hunting for fun. And they get to come out here one time as a family and enjoy themselves. And that is all great. That's all great. Mm-hmm. But somebody, and I don't want to seem like I'm, you know, the Messiah or anything, but someone has to help them along on the outside someone has to speak for them someone has to show them show people what they actually are but some of those same people that you're trying to help don't understand that what you're doing yeah and they think that we're doing it for fame or do you think that we're doing it just so people can see or hear our voice or and it it couldn't be farther from the opposite and so that's coming along uh, that's getting better. You know, I get here to this event, and it's really invigorating because everybody's shaking your hand. I love your podcast. I love right. what you're doing. Uh, thanks for everything, and that helps. But then you also get the emails that I'm an elitist, and I don't, I don't do this right. You and Jed I don't big do big money hunts. Yeah, and I'm, I just want to <laughs> grab them and be like, I'm trying to help you, idiot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so. It's a fine line. In I'm from I'm from Fuel by Joy podcast, and I'm here to help. Yeah, that's right. I'm like the government. Yep. <laughs> you might want to be you might want to be leery, but I just want to scream at them that I'm trying to help them, and some of them haven't realized it yet. Uh, we're just trying to help them along. Times are changing, mm-hmm. and it's a fine line between trying to preserve the culture and the community and the things that we are, and move into. The 21st century, finally. You yeah. know, there's a reason why deer hunting media 
that's been probably around longer than any other form of hunting media. Yeah. And yeah. That's that's helped build build their industry. I mean, oh, yeah. deer hunting is an industry in the United States. And but it also a lot, is, Bill Jordan. And it, yeah, but it's all, <laughs> it's also turned into having a lot of influence mm-hmm. with people that are making the the rules, you know, the laws. And it brings a lot of money and everything like that. But even the early days of deer hunting media weren't good, but they kept at it. Yeah. And and now they're to the point where you've got shows like Meat Eater and, and you know, that are just rocking the charts because yeah. they stuck with it and they stayed on message and they tried to represent deer hunting yeah. in a positive way. And houndsmen need to start celebrating the positive successes of ethical houndsmen, people that want to do things right, you know, that have principle in their life, stop celebrating the outlaws and the cheaters and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, the good thing about houndsports no is we're always five years behind. You know, there's always a, blu- <laughs> there's always a blueprint, right? Yeah. There. You, know, you, look, you look at what Rogan's been doing for 20 years, exactly. and here, you know, here we are. And you look at, you know, what the outdoor media has done for fishing and, and, yeah. and whitetail hunting and even yeah. Western big game. And all we got to do is follow that blueprint. And, you know, they've laid it all out for us. We just got to do it the right way like they did. You know, it's easier for us than it was the pioneers and some of the other sports. It's sure. got to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was no blueprint. I think part, part of um, – one of the hardest things across our community, though, like, you know, you're talking to the, the coon hunters and we talk Western big game hunters right. a lot of times. And, and it's hard because, like, coon hunting, Chris, I think you've said this before. It's like, it's one of those things where, like, people aren't as attached to a coon because they, like, it's legitimate crop damage. Like, it's all these things, right? right. Like, coon hunting is a massive, like, you, I, compared to deer hunting now like on a way smaller scale but these guys aren't giving away trucks and hundred thousand dollar purses if they're not making money like that's a business standpoint right so like their support behind that community i think josh you, you got a leg up as right. long as everybody can come together or select you like you're saying to represent that like there's some clout behind that yeah and that's where i think a lot of the Western guys can get hung up. It's like, well, we're fighting hard to keep every bit of what we have. And then there's guys up there, you know, having these hunts. And it's like not a, a battle. Yeah. But I got to remind them, it's a battle nationwide. Like we're all battling the same thing. That is a, some of our best PR is those programs and those youth events and yep. the St. Jude benefit hunt. Yes. Like that, you guys are great PR for us as a sport for sure. Well, it's a, it also, Jason, it's a deal where, uh, yeah, we've been fighting hard, but at some point you've got to figure out how to fight smart. Yep. You know, and right. it, I, I'm a historian, so I look at, you know, what what we did in the American Revolution with a smaller force, less trained, you know, we were victorious. And, uh, you know, this when you're talking about the anti-hunting community and what they're trying to do in the West, it is a war. And people have got to get off the sidelines and, and so we're stop the Taliban being... now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're actually, you guys can we're actually Robert. We're actually uh, Rogers Rangers. So, <laughs> uh, but but it, it's time for you guys have for, fought those battles though too. Right. I mean, yeah. like people don't want to acknowledge that, and even within the coon hunting community, tethering yeah. laws, you know, kennel rent restrictions. 
when you talk about coon hunters, there's no there's no glaring threat like there is in Colorado right now for right. for a coon hunter in Indiana. Right. You know, because you got farmers, you got homeowners, you got fish and wildlife managers. Like they're saying, we got too many raccoons, so the coon hunters are slower to engage on that front. Whereas the houndsmen in Colorado right now. They're going to be in a fight for their life in 2024 with a ballot initiative out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I just got back from Florence, Colorado at the uh, uh, Colorado Predator Hunters and Trappers Association Conference. And they are trying to put on a full court press, you know, mm-hmm. to try to stand up against this. To give, you, to give people in the east, this is a slide that they showed that just floored me. There's 5.8 million people in the state of Colorado population wise 5.2 million of those people live on the eastern the front the front range around yeah. denver boulder and those places there's no way they can outvote them so yeah. you've got to figure out a way to sway the opinions and we can do that with positive media with mm-hmm. good media yeah definitely i think that's what we're all trying to trying to do and trying to fight the the bad press that we do get from a lot of those outside influences and you know those anti hunters that like you said they try to they try to write our story and so yes we're trying to fight back but and, it's hard to break the united front and that's mm-hmm. just it i mean everybody in this room all differences and paths aside like we've all kind of stood by each other and helped lift each other up because we all know that this is good for the sport and i'm i can say i'm happy to still be working with all you guys yeah. Because it's going to take all of us, yeah. I mean, to to make that difference because they'll just start chipping us away one at a time like they do the voting population, you know? No, it's, uh, it's hard for folks to grasp uh, things that, right, that aren't directly affecting them right now, you know? And, and me and you talked about this too, Jason. Uh, we're just folks that just want to live in the hills with our dogs and come down about every three or four months for groceries like they did in the old days. Mm-hmm. You know, get me some coffee and some flour, and I'm going to go back and turn this pup loose. Right. Right. And to get those people uh, involved into something that's happening in Colorado or that's happening in Washington State or What's Oregon. happening in Colorado should be just as important to a person yes. turning a hound loose in Indiana or Missouri, or yep. anywhere else, as it is to that guy turning that hound loose. Because they're not going to stop there. Yep. Once they accomplish no. what they're doing there, they're going to move to the next thing. Yep. And people are like, oh, yeah, it'll never happen. Model. Yeah, it, it's, it, oh, that was Colorado. I don't hunt up mountain lions anyway. We keep a hound. And so the way they try to defeat it here is with tethering laws, kennel bills, bring your dog in when it's below 50 degrees and, and above 70 degrees, yeah. you know, animal welfare bills is what they're trying to com- yeah. to push mm-hmm. on us here. So they're going to regulate us out of business if we don't make a stand and come together. we got to back the guy in Colorado, the New Mexico houndsman. They have a different story and a different past, but they've got a common thread, and that's their houndsman. And what they do is special to them, and it will affect us, and it yeah. is affecting us. Oh, least. yeah. And on the, on the flip side, while we're fighting, you know, to keep things, you know, there's also the flip side where we're fighting to gain some things. You know, Montana had a big win just recently with the getting bear oh, yeah. hunting. And, you know, South Dakota's trying to open some more up for lion hunting. So mm-hmm. we got to fight that fight too. So yeah. The deer hunters in their sport and others have been so good about never being satisfied with where they're at. Uh, you know, right. they never slowed down. They were always – 
you look at a Delta waterfowl banquet down in Texas or something like that, you know, and you just look at these huge organizations that do so much for conservation and stuff, but they just, they never were satisfied. You know, they kept fighting, and even when they, they thought they've made it, you know, they, they were still, you know, going guns blazing all the time, and we got to do the same thing, and it is hard, especially when your pal's age and you're old, you know, you just oh, <laughs> hey, at least, but, but like hey. you said, at least he's retired and he doesn't That's have to right. work a day job and, and do all this. And I can still beat you leg wrestling. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. I've learned I've learned I'm the most terrible leg wrestler east of the Mississippi. Anyway. That's right, <laughs> yep, no doubt. Well, you got west too because Seth's west of the Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's, so I you're, guess I'm you're United out. States. You're I'm, out. Not, I'm not even top ten. Nope. <laughs> it's it's just a deal where you've got to. There's a couple things that that from my perspective, that are key to our future. We've got to be able to talk about the values that we add mm-hmm. to the hunting community, not only the hunting community, but to the non-hunting community. If you enjoy it, you get, we as a community, every houndsman needs to be able to, when somebody stops him and says, what's that box in the back of your truck and why are you doing what you're doing? And they've got to be able to articulate what values they add to society. Yeah. You know, just like this weekend right here. You know, it's a $12 million shot in the arm for the community of Richmond, yeah. Indiana. Right. They're not in any hurry to get rid of Autumn Oaks. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. restaurants are full, hotels are full, yeah. gas stations are selling stuff. You know, it's just rocking. So we've got to be able to explain that and showcase that in a way that people understand. And then on the wildlife side, we've got to be able to say, these are the values that we add. You know, when, when there's a lion study done in the Rocky Mountains, not only does it help uh, wildlife managers understand what lions populations are like, but they find the bones, you know, and uh, from a lion kill of a deer, and they take that back and they they make decisions for the health of the, the mule deer populations. So there's a lot of crossover, but but people aren't talking about that stuff. Yeah. So when you get the person in the Subaru that likes to go to Rocky Mountain National Park, and and they've got to know. Huh? So don't be knocking Subarus. Hey, I got one, man. It's got all, so my Subaru's got all kinds of hunting stickers and stuff on the back of it, and my business partner's like, "Well, you're just trying to piss everybody off, you know." But we've got to be able to tell that story and tell those people there's an elk there because I'm a hunter and I helped put it here for you to come out and look at today. Yeah. So, you know, looking towards the future, how can we better do this across all these platforms? Like I said, podcast, YouTube. You know, maybe going a little more mainstream also and, uh, you know, with magazines and, and stuff. So what do you guys think as far as what we should be doing and how do, how do we stay united and how do we keep this in the forefront? You just got here, Clayton. What do you think? Welcome to the party, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say kind of just what all of us have been doing is just we don't really have to do anything fancy or do anything different. Just show what we do for what it is because I've told a lot of people if there's anyone out there that actually likes dogs and being around dogs if they just see the relationship that we have with our families and our kids and the dogs that we have that they're at bare minimum they're going to be open to it if not fall in love with it if they get a chance to go so I think it's it's a lot of just exposure and yeah. the right exposure because up until recently if you did not have a family member that did it or if you didn't have a family member that would get like the magazines, you might not have known what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Absolutely. It's kind of a 
like a cult thing. It's an, a regional thing where out west there are more bear hunters and lion hunters and stuff because that's what they have here. Yeah. And I've told people before, if if we had bear where I live, I'd bear hunt too. Yeah. If yeah. if I could hunt it with a dog, I would right. do it. So I just I think it comes down to just being good people and raising good kids and having good families and just showing who we are. I think is just yeah. just represent us for what we are and. There's always going to be people that don't like it, but those people are, they're just bitter people. And yeah. There's some people you can't reach, but I think the majority of people that, everyone likes dogs. Most people yeah. like dogs, and they see our dogs get taken care of a lot better than a lot of people do in this country, to be honest. I don't like any of my dogs. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you'll have that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> There's special ones. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I think. Clayton touched on it too, and he, and I agree. And we need to get content like we're doing for the every man, for the for the every woman, for the that suburban house mom that's got a labradoodle that she thinks that she dresses up for her birthday parties and stuff. Uh, those folks need to be exposed to what we actually are and not what they think we mm-hmm. are. Right. And to do that, we need mainstream media, just like these yep. guys are doing, like Clayton and Chris and Ben and Jason and me and. I think all these guys here have done a really good job of, of representing the houndsman in the correct way. And we all have talked about this. There's so much more we can do. You know, mm-hmm. we can do more and we're working on it. There's a solid leadership principle that that I always rely on. And I used it when I was a supervisor. And But you got to show people what a good job looks like. Yep. And yep. you've got to step out there and everybody here – wants to be able to hunt 10 years from now mm-hmm. but what's that going to take yeah so it's up to us as media to showcase the people that are doing it right yeah. and the people that that are honorable and principle driven and showcase that and show people what a good job looks like and those people are entertaining yeah there's a yeah. lot of people that are like that that can entertain mm-hmm. yes. someone who doesn't even know what we're doing out yeah. here right well, for example, like look at Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Look what they did for duck yeah. hunting. Yeah. yeah, they made it huge. Yeah, right. And why? Because they were entertaining. Because they were characters. It was yeah. a character-driven format. Even because I remember the first time, and I've been lucky enough to to hang out with Phil and Jason Sai, all of them, a few times. Great people. What mm-hmm. you see on that show is usually what you're going to get. Maybe they were putting on a show for me too. But before they were big, uh, Phil used to go around and do revivals. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they would book him. He bu- They booked him at a church at Danville, Iowa. And I think they were on Duckman 4 on VHS. Oh, yeah. And I went to get, because I love waterfowl hunting. I still do. And I would go get their VHS. And they weren't big. Nobody knew who they were yet. You know, just the duck hunting community, the hardcore duck hunters knew what they were. And I would just, just to hang out with them and to see them and to be around them, it's no different than going over here to Hoop and Tater's trailer. And listen to them for a little bit. It's no different than going here and talking to Heath and Chris and Chip Cozier's in there. Don't even. Yeah. He's got a Boykin <laughs> Spaniel, you know, but it's fun, you know. Yeah. And it's the same thing. And if we highlight them in the ways that they are, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to change it. You don't have to edit it. You just just highlight the good people. And ninety percent of us are good people. You know, me excluded. But uh, <laughs> like I'm elitist. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I got my nose in Hey, everybody serves as a good. It's an example, even if it's a bad example. That's right. That's right. I'm a good example of what not to do. Jeez. Well, we got a great opportunity now. I mean, like you were saying, Clayton, it's about family and kids and, and morals and and values. And I mean, to me, that 
directly correlates with you know yeah. all the whole Duck Dynasty scene and what they've done on with their Unashamed podcast and yeah. Yeah. like all of that. It's just those are real people. And you think about around the table, all joking aside, Josh, like we're all real people yeah. with a calling to do something that's bigger. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, and the world, right, I, the world right now is craving that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so crazy out there and people are craving stability and family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of people aren't exposed to it. You know, yeah. they they don't mm-hmm. get the same opportunities that look we at have. what, look at what, uh, who is it? Oliver Anthony. Yeah. yeah. The guy that wrote the, mm-hmm. the song. I mean, he's an overnight sensation. Number one iTunes. We just need to get Rogan to make one post about us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're there. We're there. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and think that's that far off either because no, some either. of the guys out West, he bow hunts with, yeah. you we know, at, they hunt with Clay dogs. Newcomb, who's yeah. friends of ours. Yes. But, you know, we can, he was on, he, yeah, Rogan, you know, yeah. Yeah. he was on Rogan. You know, right. we're, we're making those strides, yep. yeah. you know, but it's, right. it's a slow process and we just got to stay very vigilant. Yep. And we got to stay consistent. I think that's the biggest thing that we can all do. And it's easy for those of us sitting at this table. Yeah. You know, I deal with it. I mean, that's. I don't know that it is sometimes because, you know, it it is. This business is driven by downloads and, and, you know, how we perform for sponsorship. That's what's got us the Onyx type recognition is. Enjoy dog food. Enjoy dog food, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy dog food. NW Hunting Supply. Yeah, yeah. Come on. We're all plugged. Stark Outdoors, Stark Outdoors. Yeah, yeah Stark <laughs> Outdoors. But I'm just saying, you know, you can't sell um, and get the brand recognition if nobody's going to tune right. in. That's mm-hmm. just the way business mm-hmm. works. Yeah. So so we have, to, we have to pay attention to that. But the thing for me – is I know what podcasts perform well for me and which ones don't. I look at those numbers all the time. Yeah. And, but I'm not willing to sell out. We've right. got just for the sake of downloads and ranks and chartable and all that yeah. goofy yep. stuff. You know, I'm going to stay on message because I believe that, that we've got to speak the truth. We've got to provide the entertainment, but we can't back off. Of, a, a thousand people listening to something valuable that's going to help the sport is more important than 500,000 people listening no. to something that's detrimental. Yeah. Agreed. You know, yeah. We just have to, and Chris does such a good job of the, of fighting that fight. Mm-hmm. And I don't do as good a job of it. I yeah. like to do the podcast that I like, and I'm a selfish guy when it comes to that. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm I right want, there with I you. Want, I get it. I want things that interest me. You know, if it's interesting to me, then I put it on the podcast, and that's right. what I do. And I should do that. But then I look over, I'm like, well, Chris is already doing that. He's He's got my back. <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it yeah. to Powell, you know, because it's, it's something that we all have to consider, you know, that how are we being perceived constantly? You know, when I show yeah. up out here and even how I put my clothes on in the morning, if I'm going to be out here in front of everybody, which it doesn't look like it today, but a lot of times, you know, I'm, it, it makes a difference. Sure. You know, how you appear to the public and – how you act and how you react is so important. Yep. Well, now we have so many platforms that like this confluence in time. Like before, I mean, Full Cry was the original, 1939. Like that's what we had. And then there was, you know, you move in, you got F&T tailgate adventures. When I first got into Hounds, like out here on the West Coast, that was my only contact. Like that was my connection. And then you move on to like Facebook taking its thing. And now we've got the podcast, which I feel like was the first big boom. Yep. Like mm-hmm. that, it, we're still feeling the ripple effect and we're still riding that wave. 
and seeing the benefits it can have for our sport. But now it's like, Clayton, we got YouTube. We've got the podcast with all of us. We've got print media. We've got mainstream Netflix, like exposure to a degree. Yeah. Like it's literally all these things are right now. And I feel like there's a group of us that really feel the gravity of that and what we can do together. And then there's the rest of the people that are going to hopefully never see a hiccup. And the reason for that is, is we're all working behind the scenes with a consistent message and putting those things forward in repetition. You know, every form of media at this point, we're looking at a potential influence. Look mm-hmm. at our look at our podcast guests lately. You got Shockey over here on Houndsman XP. You got Giannis Patelis over here on the W. You know, we're really making strides into other areas mm-hmm. where we're getting just everyone's like, oh, you know, and like I mentioned, you know, uh, Mr. Bear Grease over on the Rogan podcast, yeah. you know. Brent Plays, Reeves, Plays Brent, Reeves, podcast, Brent Reeves doing his thing Brent now. Reeves. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's getting there. And we are we are riding a wave right now. I'm telling you, man, I think we're right on the, we're right on the crest of the hill and we yeah. can see it. We just yeah. got to, we got to be consistent and follow through. There's got to be follow through. Yeah. Yeah. And do what we're all doing right now. I mean, and be I hope this is an example to the, the whole hound hunting community. Yep. Like everybody at this table is here for a reason. And you listening yep. or you reading or you watching, like yep. that is the reason we're all here. And that's what we all need to do. And the media has brought us a lot of gifts too. You know, if it wasn't mm-hmm. for me starting a YouTube channel and making a stupid video that Powell liked, he never would have called me and put me on houndsman XP. Um, I never would have got the job with Joy Dog Food. I never would have went into this next venture that I'm going into. All this stuff has benefited us as well. You look at the downloads that Clayton's getting. You look at the listenership that Ben has and what W is doing with their stretch. This media, it has helped us. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've benefited from it. But also we've been very good as a community about doing it the right way too. Yeah. I think that goes to the type of people that are doing it. Obviously, you're not going to set out if your goal is just to make money. Yeah. You're probably not going to no. be filming or doing podcasts <laughs> no. for get into bird dogs, coon exactly. dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Will, you know what I mean? I will promise you one thing: nobody here on this podcast gives care about money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, that's not we burn it. That's yeah. exactly right. I yeah. mean, it's it's got to be a passion. Yeah. And you look at the founding fathers; they risked life, limb, business, fortunes. You know, all that to ensure that we had this country that we live in today. And I look at this group of, you know, guys and innovators sitting in this podcast right now, I look at them the same way, you know, because I can tell you, you know, if if I was making the bank, I wouldn't be driving a 2007 Tundra with 200,000 miles on it, you know? Yep. So... And I'd have better dogs. (laughs) I think we all would. Yeah. I feel like, you know, odd man out. I was wishing I could have been there to see it all. But, I mean, like now there's been the media booth, and you guys this obviously not new at Oak. What's the feedback like from, like, general population? Are you guys getting a lot of interactions from listeners and, and feedback and stuff like that? I get very little um, negative feedback when I'm in public ever. You know, at this hunt, mm-hmm. it's always positive. You know, I'll get a maybe a guy eye side eyes me or something walking by, but those guys though they only talk on the internet. 
you know, if right. it ain't on Facebook, <laughs> they ain't going to say nothing to me. Right. But when we're at these events, it's fantastic. And I also get feedback um, from people that are not houndsmen that are, yeah. you know, I never knew this, or I can't believe you guys are hunting for $100,000, and, you know, this is crazy. I've got bird dogs, and I want to do this. You know, I don't know why we can't do that. And so it's overwhelmingly positive, and it does overwhelm me sometimes because the last thing I want yeah. is noticed, and I think <laughs> all these guys are the same way. And, right. You know, but it is it is good feedback, and I think we are doing a good job as a community, and I don't – I mean, yeah, we're all going to get some negative about an opinion that I have because I am – I'm one of my bad habits is that I do voice those. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to get a little bit of negative feedback, but as a whole, and I think Chris and Clayton and Ben are going to say the same thing, it's been pretty positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very – Anytime I go to an event like this, I I have never gotten any sort of nope. negative reaction whatsoever. Well, as you, soon as we're done here, I'll give you some <laughs> names and numbers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll give you my opinion. <laughs> no, no, it's been I, I got handwritten letters that are complaining lately. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, that came... I like those. Those are fantastic. Nobody does that anymore. That came... Oh, that dude, came... let me tell you, they're still out there. Oh, I, get a I love bunch that. Of them. <laughs> that's because uh, we're not in print media. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, we're plus, still in the Plus, I've been writing your name on public hey, restroom walls someone, with your number. Yeah, if this. someone has a complaint <laughs> about my podcast or my opinion or my life feed or something like that, sit down, get some really nice stationery, get a quill pen, <laughs> <laughs> Inkwell, whole works, write it out, and I promise you then I will pay attention. <laughs> I'm like, that guy, he may have a point. You really pay attention when it's hieroglyphic, man. Like, I had to remember people still use shorthand. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that is yeah. fantastic. I would love to have some any kind of feed, negative especially. I would love to have some negative feedback written out like that. That would be impressive. I would be impressed. I would put them on the podcast the next week. <laughs> there you go. Everybody write your letter you and go. send it to. Send yeah. it to. What's your address, pal? Stick, <laughs> stick man. Yeah. Stick dog. <laughs> cave wall drawings. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, guys, I know we're all busy here, so I don't want to hold us up. I really appreciate all you guys sitting down. Yeah. I think this has been a great conversation. I think we're moving in the right direction. I think, like Chris said, you just kind of, we're at the crest of that hill, and we just need to kind of keep the, our foot on the gas. And, and make sure we follow through. So definitely. No thank you guys all yeah, very much. Thank all you guys. Yep. Thanks for being there and representing all of us. Like this is a big deal. I know there's a huge turnout from not just those of us sitting here, but the community we've surrounded ourselves with. And it's awesome to see the showing there at Oak. So definitely. thank all you guys for all you're doing. Yeah.